The time is 9 o'clock and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Tuesday, January 30th. On today's show... So that's what we do. We sponsor um, a refugee student every two years. And this past year, we've had two in the, in the two years. So it's been very exciting. But yeah, this is what the funding for this event is going for. Mount Allison's student refugee program hosted a fundraiser on Friday featuring international cuisine cooked by Mount Allison students. CHMA's Aiko Aguilar was there to check it out and brings us the story coming up shortly, right after some local news out of Tanchamar Council. Mayor Andrew Black chaired a short 12-minute meeting of Tantramar Council on Monday to give Council an opportunity to approve a funding agreement and a tender that will see the bulk of the work completed on a new aboteau to drain Sackville's fresh water into the tidal Tantramar River. The aboteau will replace an existing one owned by the province, which is considered too small and too high to properly drain the town's new stormwater management system. Here's town engineer John Eppel explaining the history of the, pro- of the project to councillors on Monday. The funding for that project is 100% by DTI and at their urging we proceeded with the design back in July um, and the environmental work that needed to be done. That has been completed uh, and then we proceeded with the tender and uh, the tender came in over the anticipated budget and in the meantime in parallel with all this we were trying to sort out getting an agreement from the department as well Um, so we behind the scenes have negotiated with the contractor to achieve a project that is useful but not complete as a phase one that will use the available funding and will be a building block for phase two The Department of Transportation and Infrastructure had allocated $2.4 million to the project this year and were not able to increase that amount after a tender came back in November with a low bid of over $2.8 million. Eppel said the work had been divided up to do as much as possible this spring and complete the rest as a second phase, hopefully with more funding from the province to follow. The intention is to build as much as we can to use up the budget, but we have to put in a fair bit of temporary sheet pile wall to uh, dewater the construction site. And so the goal for phase one is to make sure that we don't have to go back and use that wall for phase two because that is a fairly costly piece of work. That by itself, from memory, is about $1.2 million. So phase one will see us build the Abateau about half the half the length of the piping that needs to go in and will get us out of having to dewater. Phase two then would be to put in the remainder, uh, the the, uh, shore side of the piping, so the gate gate flappers would be in on the water side and also there would be in phase two some um, dredging of the channel uh, from the outfall of the pipes into the channel and some rock riprap to go in that channel as erosion protection. The company who won the bid for the project, Caldwell & Sons, has agreed to do it in two phases at the same price they bid for in November, but Apple told Council there was a caveat on the timing. So if the province comes through with funding for phase two by, I think it's March 1, if they were, then the contractor has said that they will hold to the tender price that they submitted back in November, late November. 
So that would be a construction cost of 2.855 million. So it would be an additional $600,000 off the top of my head for the overall project. There would be a little bit more for the consultants, another 40,000, 46,000, somewhere around there for the engineering services for phase two. But if we have to go back out to tender for phase two because it gets delayed so long, then the price uh, will be driven by market prices at that time. Council approved the amended contract and funding agreement on Monday. The first phase will cost $2.25 million and will be completed by March 31st. Now here's CHMA's Aiko Aguilar with today's feature story. This past Friday, the Windsor Grand Room was full with different flavors, colors, and music as people gathered for an international cuisine event and fundraiser for the Student Refugee Program at Mount Allison. The Student Refugee Program was raising funds and spreading awareness about what they do and the great success they have achieved in the last year, being able to sponsor two refugee students. The program pays for the refugee student tuition and helps them to adapt to their life in Canada. CHMA stood by the event on Friday and spoke to some of the organizers. My name is Zohal. I'm the co-president of the Student Refugee Program here at Mount Allison. And I'm doing this event because it's part of one of our PR to get to know, for people to know the Student Refugee Program here at Mount Allison, but at the same time showcase their cultures and tradition and uh, kind of share that with everyone. Uh, the name of our event is International Food Day or International Cuisine Event and it is sponsored by uh, MASU through their IADI fund. IADI fund is basically given each year to one uh, event that is showcasing uh, cultures and tradition of diverse groups at Mount Allison. And, uh, we wanted to run the International Cuisine event, whereas the IADI group also had a similar kind of vision to like kind of giving the fun to that kind of events. So we talked to them and after like sorting out the kind of logistic of it, we got the fund, which is why we were able to run it. I'm so grateful for that. Around how many chefs do you have here? Uh, we have around 10 to 12 people cooking today, and there are people from all, all around the world, basically. We have students from India, students from Germany, UK, Japan, and Nigeria cooking for us. And it's so great to have them here and for people to come and eat their food and for them to kind of like share their culture with us through their food and the test of their uh, uh, culture, basically. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Sohel, for those amazing information. And also, I hear some music. Can you explain a little bit of that? How do you get the music band to here? Uh, so basically, our VP of event, our vice president of the event, knew the people in the band, and we talked to them if they could do a volunteer work. And they were like, oh, we would love to like come and help the Student Refugee Program and ask for a good cause. And at the same time, we get to practice it and have people like listen to our musics. And they're basically music majors or people who are interested in singing. And I'm really grateful. And I'm really like thanking them for this opportunity to actually come for doing it for us, yeah. I'm Bridget Pounding. I'm a second year student at Mount Allison and I am the event coordinator for the Student Refugee Program. And we're holding the uh, International Cuisine event here at Windsor Grand Room. And yeah, it's going very well. I can see that there's plenty of people here. There's like a lot of different recipes from different parts of the world. But I have a question for you, Bridget. Why did you decide to do this event? 
Well, we're looking to raise money and spread awareness about our, about our group. So the Student Refugee Program is basically a group that um, we just we help people. We, we get refugee students from different places around the world, and we bring them in and we sponsor them, pay for their tuition, and help them get along at university in Canada. And so that's what we do. We sponsor um, a refugee student every two years. And this past year, we've had two in the, in the two years. So it's been very exciting. But yeah, this is what the funding for this event is going for. And we're really we're looking for some new members for the coming years. And we wanted to get our you know awareness so that people knew what we are and what we do. And yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that answer with us. <laughs> Thank you. CHMA was also able to enjoy and taste all the delicious food that was made from different students. Some of the chefs shared their experience. Hi, I'm Ayaka. Hi, I'm Okana. We are um, leading Japanese cultural society. And we made tuna onigiri and miso soup. Is it important for your culture, the onigiri and the miso soup, or you just decided because you really like it? Um, onigiri recipe is like easy going, like a little snack for us. And miso soup, you know, we love miso soup. <laughs> we have it like almost every day. And how do you feel about sharing your food and sharing something that you cook with the rest of the people? Is it like something that makes you nervous? How do you feel? I'm glad that everyone can enjoy like our food and then like they look so happy and like I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad as well. Like many people liked miso soup but, and also tuna onigiri. I'm so happy that we shared our traditional food. <laughs> I am glad to hear that. I gotta be honest, the onigiri is so good. I am gonna confess that I had four onigiris. <laughs> Thank you so much for your answer, and I hope you have a really good time in this event. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Rajan, and I've made matawali chow. Actually, my grandmother. Uh, shout out to her. She's made it because she's an awesome cook. She loves to cook. So I'm happy to share this today. What is your dish like? What is it composed about? So it's composed of rice, chickpeas, onions, some spices. And it's an Indian uh, cuisine that she makes for us all the time at home. So I love it. Hi, my name is Jigmet. I am a commerce student from India. And I'm really excited to share my pao bhaji, like Indian food. It's a street food that you eat and it really like, I feel really happy that I can share it with others and talk about it. It's really good. I'm glad to hear that. And we have another chef here. Can you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Paula. I'm from Germany and I'm bringing you um, German potato salad today. It's with pickles and mayonnaise and it's like a typical dish you would bring to a potluck in Germany. Yeah, and I'm really happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Everything looks delicious and I gotta be honest, I heard that people are loving it. So thank you very much and I hope you have a really good event. <laughs> Those were the voices of Ayaka, Wakana, Rajan, Jigmet and Paula. Some of the chefs who contributed dishes to the International Cuisine event on Friday at the Windsor Grand Room. The event was made possible by the Mount Allison Student Union's Indigenization, Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Fund. It was a fundraiser for the student refugee program, which sponsored refugee students by paying for their tuition and helping them feel at home. This year, the program has a sponsor to students. Special thanks to CHMA's Aiko Aguilar for that story. That's it for Tanchamar Report for Tuesday, January 30th. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening.
name is Claire, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. And here's Brian Nielsen with your CHMA Sports Update. This is your CHMA Sports Report for Tuesday, January 30th. 12 games in the NBA last night, highlighted by an almost all-out brawl between the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Known agitator, Dylan Brooks, up to his old tricks uh, against LeBron James and the Lakers, uh, leading the way for the Rockets to win 135-119 at home. New York Knicks with the 113-92 victory over Charlotte in North Carolina. Cleveland Cavaliers, a 10-point victory over the visiting Los Angeles Clippers. Celtics beat the Pelicans at home, 118-112. The Brooklyn Nets with the 147-114 victory over the Utah Jazz. Suns beat the Heat in Miami, 118-105. Sacramento with a 9-point victory on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies, 103-94. Timberwolves uh, finish off the Thunder, 107-101 with a uh, commanding fourth quarter. Washington Wizards beat the San Antonio Spurs, a couple of bottom feeder franchises these days, uh, 118-113. Mavericks with the two-point victory over the visiting Orlando Magic in the Lone Star State. The Denver Chicken Nuggets with a 113-107 victory in Denver. And the late game saw the Portland Trailblazers beat the Philadelphia 76ers 130-104. And hockey action... Last night, just the one game with the Ottawa Senators beating the Nashville Predators 4-3 in overtime. And our one-third of the way into the Professional Women's Hockey League. Quick check of the standings sees Minnesota and Montreal at the top of the board with 15 points each. Followed by Boston, Ottawa, New York and Toronto. All those teams within two points of each other. And on the weekend, Sunday night, the U15 Sackville Legionnaires pulled off the 2-1 victory over the Louisville Lightning in Louisville. That is your CHMA Sports Report for Tuesday, January 30th. And that was Brian Nielsen with your sports update. Don't forget to tune in weekdays 8, 9, 12, and 5 for Brian's sports update. And of course, listen to the morning show Mondays, 7.30, about 9. And there's uh, also some sports commentary at 8.30. Thanks so much, Brian. Hi, my name is Kalen, and you're listening to The Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Well, thank you, Kalen, for that lovely introduction. So, that was Brian with your sports update, and before that was Erica and Aiko with your Tantramar report. So thank you, too, very much for those informative minutes uh, and Brian, of course, as always, thank you for all that you do. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to the Late Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Wallace McCain 
Student Center. I am your late morning host, JC, and I have a local weather update for you at this time, 9.16 a.m. on Tuesday, January 30th. So, it is a chilly one out there. Currently minus 8 degrees. There's a wind chill of minus 19 at the moment. Minus 19. It should be warming up to minus 13 by the afternoon. This evening, partly cloudy with a low of minus 16 and a wind chill of minus 22 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly sunny with a high of minus 2 and a wind chill of minus 18 in the morning and in the evening tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with a low of minus 6. And then on Thursday, which also happens to be the first day of February. Can you believe that? We're already, we're already done. January, or almost. Almost there. Getting ahead of myself. We're already almost done January. Now, Thursday, periods of snow with a high of minus 1. And in the evening, more periods of snow with a low of minus 3. And then on Friday, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries and a high of minus 2. And cloudy periods in the evening with a low of minus 10. And then for the weekend, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 3 on Saturday morning. And then in the evening, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries and a low of minus 11. And then on Sunday, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries and a high of minus 7. And cloudy periods with a low of minus 13. All right, and that does it for your local weather update. I'll be back in a few minutes after some rockin' tunes with a few local announcements. We can uh, we can talk about what is going on in the Tantramar region this week and the coming weeks. But for now, here is Mahmood with the song 12. <laughs> Too lonesome to bloom 
you say oh Good ones to stay. 